0: Oh. oh, hello there.
1: Hello, hello to
0: Let's just get a little bit of espen- Look in. Oh, yeah. oh, oh yeah,
2: oh yeah, oh yeah. that good stuff. Oh, let's see
0: what's going on in the baseball tonight. <sighs>
1: Well, I do have it pulled up on my wonderful, definitely legal stream.
0: Oh, I have it on my extremely legal stream because it's my dad's cable.
1: Yay for dad's
0: cable. Yeah, dad's cable. He has no idea that he has any kind of like online access. So, you know, <laughs> well, he he only, know he, only pay, he only pays those premium prices so he can get the military channel. Perfect.
2: Yep.
0: So I use the rest of it. By the way, it is five to nothing in favor of Houston tonight because apparently this series is just shutouts.
1: Yeah. why why would you need anything else?
0: Yes, it's just shutouts. Somebody's getting shut out every damn game.
1: Gotta admit, um, I, uh, I had started watching game one and sucks. Houston was like up five nothing. I was like, okay, I'm <laughs> I guess I know how this world series is gonna go. Just turned it off. (laughs) I looked later and I was like,
0: Oh, and so you're like, Oh my goodness, this is gonna be back and forth, back and forth. No, just a bunch of shutouts. Yeah, after that, just a bunch of shutouts. But you know, as long as opposing teams are shutting each other out and it's going back and forth,
1: there you go, there you
2: go, MV3, baby. MV3 MV3 You're getting Bryce Bomb Ooh.
0: Man Am I semi excited to do a pod tonight
1: <laughs> You're half chub for this pod
0: I'm half chub man I am all continental chub in that team. There you go That's that's, That's what matters 100%, here. a hundred percent continental based Nothing else matters. Domestic? <laughs> no, thank you. No Budweiser for me tonight, unless they want to become a sponsor on this show.
1: In which case, we would chill for them relentlessly.
0: Oh God, yeah, man, I drink all the man, I drink all the beers every week, man. It's awesome. Come on, Budweiser, let's let's make a deal, baby.
1: I know you can do it, Budweiser.
0: I oh, Budweiser, man, we love domestic. But until <laughs> I get that deal, all I care about is them sweet, sweet, sweet imports, baby.
2: Hell yes. I'm what happens in Europe.
1: It's all about Europe. We are going <laughs> to be finalizing Europe today on the Foreign Affairs Podcast, episode 437. Welcome in, friends. I am Edward Green, joined as always by McCollum, Crownless, Bradshaw, and we're gonna be talking about Europe. It's the Champions League. It's the only thing that matters. We have two other competitions to discuss. For some reason, we'll we'll get we'll get to those. Don't don't you don't you worry about a thing. And uh, of course, we're gonna have uh, all the news and notes that's come out over the past week or so. We'll uh, we'll pimp the Athletic. We'll hit the Watch for, and we'll call it a uh, podcast. As always podcast starts right now um so let's get to it the week that was in the premier league uh, as as we are beating closer just two premier league matches left after this past week before we get into the lovely world cup break that will consume everything um so what did we at have least
0: on- at least a lot of guys are going to be getting breaks because they're all <laughs> fucking hurt yeah. oh God. Oh by the way, God. I'd like I'd like to thank I'd like to thank Gareth Southgate for for thinking of me when it was like shit, I have to fill out this team. Let's call West Bradshaw Gareth. I may be an England fan. I'm not English lad. Sorry, I can't. You. <laughs> and yeah, help me. Wow. So folks, I will not be playing for England at the World Cup.
2: That's
1: that's really unfortunate. I was I was really looking forward to seeing how you'd get on in Qatar. So, this is. Uh, I bet
0: you were. I ran a tragedy. mile today. So, you know. Ooh, I think I'm ready.
1: Oh, <laughs> Wes Bradshaw, super sub. He's the teacher Reto of England.
0: Yep. Yeah. Five yards in, and that's it.
1: <laughs> Five yards in a dream. Just sit in the box and wait for the header.
0: Ultimate puncher. Oh, man. <laughs>
1: Let's get to the week that was in the Premier League. Uh, It started off a little nervy for Manchester City, but they were able to sneak a goal in through who else but Kevin De Bruyne in the 49th minute as they beat the Foxes 1-0. Newcastle continues their winning ways 4-0 over Aston Villa. That uh, new manager bounce not lasting very long for them. Uh, Cal Wilson with a brace in this one early on in the second half, and then Jolinton and Miguel Almiron also scoring within the half hour to get things going for Newcastle there. Uh, Palace beats Southampton 1-0. With the goal in the 38th minute for the Eagles, as they take the three points there. Uh, Brighton Hove, in a grudge match against former Mm. manager Graham Potter, who took over at Chelsea, wins 4-1. A pair of own goals, too, after Leandro Troussard's opener in the fifth minute. Uh, capped a banger start for Brighton uh, as they were able to jump out to a 3-0 halftime lead. Kai Havertz pulled one back in the 48th minute, but it was nothing more than that as Pascal Gross in the 92nd minute capped things off for a flying day for Brighton Hove as they were able to snatch the three points. Um, speaking of snatching, Tottenham, making make a habit of this, they, they looked at what uh, VAR did to them in Portugal last week and were like, fuck this. We're we're just gonna do it again. We, we how many times do we have to learn this lesson? Uh, after a brace uh, from Moore to start things off for Bournemouth, uh, Tottenham came back through the 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 likely trio that normally scores goals scores goals for them in Ryan Sessegnon, Ben Davies, and Rodrigo Lolo Bentoncourt. His Porsche. of the ninety second minute variety. Uh, Set-piece FC, that is Tottenham now, uh, was able to come all the way back at the Vitality and win 3-2. Big three points for them. Uh, Brentford and Wolf split the points at the Tech, Ben Mee's goal in the 50th minute, cancelled immediately by Ruben Neves' goal just two minutes later. Uh, Fulham and Everton played 2-0-0 draw. Trust me, it happened. Um, Liverpool and Leeds. Jesse Marsh. Yeah, there's enough of that. That's good. Thanks. Yeah, it's, uh, leads one, two, one. There you go. That's wow. That's, that's, wow. All that's all. And you cool. talk about it.
0: Go ahead, Jesse Marsh. You go. Ahead,
1: go. Jesse Marsh saving his job for at least and probably until mm-hmm. the World Cup with a big 2 0 win. Somerville somehow poking in one in the 89th minute after uh, Rodrigo's opener, which was a, a nice welcome to Anfield gift. I would I would call it from Joe Gomez to Rodrigo. Uh, Mo Salah was able to bring it back Just 10 minutes later to make it 1-1 But Liverpool not able to find a winner Until Somerville's 89th minute victory There for Leeds Uh, As we head to Sunday uh, Arsenal continues to Arsenal Which this year I guess means good things Mm 5-0 over Forest Uh, Martinelli scoring in the 5th minute And it was all uphill from there As they were able to Trounce Forest On the way to staying atop the Premier League Uh, Manchester United through a renewed Marcus Rashford beating West Ham in the 38th minute to win 1-0 there. And really uh, trying to bring Rashford back into the fold as the World Cup is approaching. And that was the week that was in the Premier League. Mm -hmm. Um, West, uh, obviously, you know, City Mm -hmm. and Arsenal keeping pace with each other atop the league and doing work. Um, Brighton and Hove, maybe... The biggest surprise of the week, especially with how well they handled Chelsea on the day, again, with the 4 1 win, Tottenham with the late, late show comeback, uh, most, um, stoppage time winners in Europe so far this year, even after the, uh, the match this week. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the big, the big shock of a result, uh, again, Leeds getting the better of Liverpool 2 1 at Anfield. But as you said, Wes, it doesn't matter because it's not a, Continental competition, so who cares?
0: Exactly. It's just the uh, competition to keep our legs uh, in shape to go and uh, win Europe again. That's all we're here for. Um, No, man. I mean, let's start off. I mean, give Arsenal all the credit in the world, man. I don't think anyone thought that Arsenal would keep it going. Nope. They're doing it. They're doing it. I mean, more power to them once again. Let's see if they can keep it up for the season, but right now... The Woolwich-Arsenal are getting it done. Um, they're off to, I think they said it's like the third best start maybe in league history through however many games they played. Mm, okay. Um I think maybe only Liverpool and City have had better starts to the season.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, I mean, give it up to Arsenal. They're doing great. I'm still not a believer that Arsenal's going to carry this all the way to the finish.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: But, you know, um, a lot of people have them as like a borderline – top four this year. I think I had them in my top four and I feel pretty good about it. Now it's like, Holy crap, man. Uh, They're kind (laughs) of exceeding. I mean, they're pretty much exceeding everyone's expectations, but you know, I mean, good for them. They Mm -hmm. stuck with the manager through some tough times where there were a lot of people calling for his head. Um, You know, Arteta has stuck to his guns. He's, he's, uh, he's committed to building it the way he wanted to. And right now, they're reaping the rewards of it. Let's see if Arsenal can keep it going through this season. City. City or City. Um, I still think City are going to end up waltzing to this title. Mm -hmm. Um, Honestly, I think Liverpool are the only team that's ever been able to run a season with City at this point. And (laughs) let's be honest. It's all about the European Cup. So, you know, for (laughs) Liverpool, it ain't happening this season. So... Uh, well, like I said, I think Arsenal are off to a great start. Arsenal have played really well. I don't think Arsenal is going to be able to keep pace with this city team, who I think are going to end up waltzing pretty much to a, to a league title this year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, looking at Tottenham, Jesus, man, like, I, I hope you've got good health insurance. That's all I, I do. Can say. Thank you. <laughs> I hope you've got good insurance because you're going to need it the way this Arsenal or the way this Tottenham team does you. Each and oh, every yeah. week, it's it's turning each and every game now. Yeah. It's like Tom Petty. It's like Tom Petty said, "Don't do me like that. Don't do me like that." <laughs> but wish. you do. But they do. they do. They do. They do you like that? They, they do, do you like that? So, um, but yeah, you know, I mean, however, whatever you want to say, however they end up doing it, they end up doing it, and that's mm-hmm. all that matters at the end of the day is getting them three points finding a way to win, and Tottenham, as you said, uh, Tottenham are pretty darn good at doing it and doing it late. Um, Is it the Conte effect of, you know, we're just going to fuck with people for a while? (laughs) Uh, Yes, it just might be because Conte is batshit insane, so you might as well take it over to his team. Um, But, you know, big, big win on the day for Tottenham Hotspur. And Manchester United, man, ugh, I got to give those guys some credit because they're kind of like this little train right now, and they just kind of keep chugging along. They're doing it under the radar as much as they can be. Um, and, and they just they keep finding ways to win. They keep putting points on the board. I believe this week it was uh, De Gea standing on his head a few times. Um. Some mm-hmm. people feel you know he's pissed off he got left off the Spain World Cup squad so uh, I will take it out on everyone else now whatever <laughs> uh he just he has those days in him and that was a day for him so um as far as Liverpool ugh, same same shit different day kind of keeps rearing its head in the league right now it's just mm. it's crazy it's crazy how they can beat city Lose the Fars, lose the leads. Come back, beat freaking Napoli. You know the best team in Italy. Oh mm-hmm. my goodness, it's a um, it's a frustrating season. We'll see what happens in January. There, 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 uh, there are murmurings and rumors coming about January and the mm-hmm. big spend. So um, we'll see what happens there. I guess.
1: Yeah, I I, I got to admit it's been just really weird, and I texted this to you. And I, I don't know if you're getting the exact same vibe because maybe I was, I was too close to Tottenham. Um, but and I texted you this, and this was me in no way suggesting Klopp should be fired. But man, this, was, <laughs> this is kind of starting to remind me of, of the end of Pochettino's reign at Tottenham, where, and again, I don't necessarily even think like the guys are tuning him out. Um, not that I really think that's what happened with Poch, but it just felt like at a certain point, Bears just needed a change, both in terms of voice and in terms of personnel. They they needed to do a refresh in both areas, and it's and it's just unfortunate that it took them so long to to eventually get to that point that they are now and starting to develop and really refresh the squad a little bit. Um, but I mean, it's just it's a similar vibe where it doesn't feel like the magic is there anymore. It doesn't feel like. The team is as crisp as they once were. Again, yes, they did they did come out and beat Napoli again in the midweek. But it, it's just, it's a lot of surprising results in the league so far for Liverpool. And if you look at the play, though, if you took nameplates off and just watched the game tape, it just doesn't look like the Liverpool of previous years. And so, I again, I don't think the answer is Klopp going, but it just... It really is starting to feel like that end of an era. Who who, who knows? Maybe mm-hmm. it completely turns around after the World Cup. They get a few signings, everybody comes back refreshed, and everything's great. But that's that's the vibe I'm getting right now from this team.
0: Well, I mean, I've told you we're winning Europe, obviously now. Oh, I mean, of course, yeah. <coughs> um mm-hmm. Liverpool, I think right now Liverpool are an incomplete team. Um they are in need of some revamping and see, I've personally just thinking about the last few days after you sent me that text, I've thought about mm-hmm. it a few different times. And while I understand kind of where your vibes coming from with it, mm-hmm. I think a big difference is that I think Klopp has 100% the support and backing of ownership. Sure. Where oh, with, you know, with Potch, it was always, there was always kind of this feeling around Potch, like, you know, well, you know, is Poch gonna jump because they're not investing? Is Poch gonna leave? I think there was always that vibe around Poch that he could leave at any time. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I think that almost um, put like maybe some uh, like some tension. I would get, I guess, between uh, between management and, and Pochettino. I, I don't sense that tension really at all between Liverpool and Klopp. Mm-hmm. Um. I think it's an incomplete team, as in I think Liverpool have the makings of a dynamic uh, front line still. I think they still have the makings of what could be a dominant back. Liverpool have gotten real old real quick in midfield. That's um true. And, and, looks
1: it's, weird.
0: Oh, God, he looks horrid. Fabinho looks horrid. Jordan Henderson looks like he's got a fork in his back. Somehow, James Miller still looks like James Miller, but anyway, uh, <laughs> that's the benefit Thiago's, of being boring yeah, that's the, yeah, it's the benefit of being boring James Miller um Tiago looks like he feels like he's having to carry a bigger load than he needs to be carrying um, they're pulling a weird place in that midfield where they've got some really talented youngsters, you know your Harvey Elliots, your Carvalhos, your Curtis Jones. But those guys, I don't think they're quite ready to be in that arena where they're carrying, excuse me, um, where they're having to carry everything. And also, I think all of those guys, all of those talented young midfielders, they're all attacking midfielders. You don't really have anyone other than Fabinho who can play that deep line position, can break up play, can pass out. Fabinho, I think, like, for the past few years, I think Fabinho's been maybe the most important player in that Liverpool lineup because, you know, he's the only one who can really do what he does. Mm -hmm. And he's not right. He has not been right. You know, he picked up an injury about two weeks before the Champions League final last year, and he he got back for the final – He was not himself in the final. He has not been himself since. Mm. I don't know if he never fully recovered from this injury. I don't know what it was. Or if Fabinho just hit that point where it's like, oh, shit, I'm old. Um, And that happens. I mean, you know, a lot of times with these players, you think, oh, they'll just gradually get a little worse, a little worse. Well, sometimes it just falls off a cliff. Mm Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's happened to Fabinho. God, I hope it hasn't. But Liverpool have got to be in the market over the next couple of windows. You know, unless they think there's an internal solution, which I think they, they have a couple of guys they're excited about. But once again, those are young guys who aren't ready to carry that load yet. Um, Do you go out and maybe look for a guy who can come in and, you know, challenge Fabinho? Mm-hmm. for that spot because that's worked out pretty well for liverpool when they've done that they brought someone in to challenge it usually you usually end up seeing guys step up their game a little bit um and can be like that but liverpool need help in that midfield they need a lot of help in that midfield i'm talking two three maybe even four new players um it, it, there the rumor going around is that Liverpool are planning to do something in January to address the midfield. I've also heard another rumor that next summer there's gonna be a culling. I could see and that. we have not seen a good call at Liverpool really since Klopp's first summer. Mm-hmm. And really, I mean, to this point, why did you need one? You didn't need one. <laughs> You know, you lose a guy here and there, but you didn't need a real culling of that squad. I think we're going to get. I think we're going to see some surgery this summer, um, and that's another thing with Klopp. I think Klopp is actually. Ex- I think Klopp is excited about the prospect of getting to turn over his roster, because you think about it. You know, Klopp has famously had two jobs that lasted seven seasons, where he did amazing work. One was at Mainz. One was at Dortmund. And the key factor, I think, to both of those lasting seven seasons and then he was done was the fact that both of those squads, basically for seven seasons while he was building, it was trying to hold on to their players that other play, other people weren't picking off. Sure, yeah. Well, here's, your, here's Jurgen Klopp. He's finally in a situation where, you know what, he's gotten to season seven. And, man, it sucks. We all know this season sucks right now. But but it's not that this team is being picked apart around him. It's like, all right, hey, we need to do something to rebuild this team. And I actually think that Klopp has got to be looking forward to the chance of actually rebuilding a team for the first time. He's never mm-hmm. gotten a chance to rebuild a team. It's been build and then it's taken apart from him uh, with nothing he can do. Well, now you know Klopp's able to keep his best players. You know, they've been able to extend guys. He's not going into every summer terrified he's going to lose two or three of his best players. Mm-hmm. So, um, and maybe, maybe part of it is just blind red optimism by me. Cause you guys know me. I'm like the most optimistic Liverpool what? fan in the world. <laughs> I know. It's almost like I'm pretty daggum positive. Um, but uh, I think Klopp is going to relish that challenge of being able to show, you know, what I can do more than just build one great team and then burn mm-hmm. out. So, um, okay. yeah, you know, we go, we win Europe this year, and then we say goodbye to a few guys, and uh, we start a pretty, uh, a pretty serious build next year, and it's got to start in that midfield.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Because uh, I, I, again, I was just looking at some of the the ages of the players we were talking about right there you know uh fabinho is already 29 alcantara uh 31 henderson 32 uh-huh. um yeah it's all all of a sudden once 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 you start not winning as many games it's it's ni- it's interesting how you just eyes dart to those ages and go oh right oh shit it has been 6 years hasn't it Na- oh no
0: yeah. Na- Nabi Keda Nabi has the um fitness record of a 94 year old alzheimer's patient <laughs> that's true and, uh, i'm i'm sorry to anyone that was that was mean but it's kind of true it's it's unfortunately um,
1: very true for
3: now
0: well Kada. i'll 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 re say it. a 94 year old has been through like multiple high speed vehicle collisions <laughs> over the years um <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, Alex Huxley Chamberlain is like right there with him. So, yeah, uh, yeah I figure, think think yeah, yeah. So there's going to be a culling coming. And um, let's say I'm, I'm optimistic for the future of Jude Bellingham at Liverpool. Um, Jesus, please, please, please make that happen. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll see. It is it is definitely, though, a tough year for Liverpool. Um, title hopes are gone right now. The great hope is to find some form and make the top four. We've said it before here in the last few weeks, though. Um, Liverpool are a club that you're always a little nervous about because you've seen this crew put together big, long win streaks. Mm-hmm. So, um, they're capable yeah okay or are are, is is this particular group capable we'll see but there's a lot of guys who have gone on big runs so yeah uh, i think we'll, we'll see what happens yeah you
1: know as much as i hate it and i, I was thinking about this morning on the drive mm-hmm. into work and because i i really really do hate this world cup coming up like just <laughs> from every level i hate this world cup Man, it's going to be really fascinating to see how teams come back from it. That's it it, for nothing else. And because I I never want to do it again. I never want another World Cup, but man, it's going to be fascinating at one time to see what happens Mm -hmm. to these teams. Um, Mm -hmm. And again, Liverpool might be a team that isn't super affected by it. So maybe this actually works out great for them. And and they are one team that actually can come back and do really, really well after the restart. now, again, like City's best player won't be going to the World Cup either. So right. you know, it, it, right. does, it does happen. Right. Um, they're gonna, yeah. they're gonna,
0: apparently they're going to they're send him to Marbella for three weeks and um, plug him into the wall and let him recharge.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Got to keep those batteries in the robot fresh.
3: Oh, oh yeah, man. Uh,
1: yeah, so I, I do think it's going to be fascinating, though, for a lot of these teams, uh, not, mm-hmm. not just Liverpool. You know, Spurs look like they're going to send quite a few players. Uh, mm-hmm. So we're gonna it's gonna be interesting to see an already kind of tired team. How does how does that work out? Um, so yeah, I think it's gonna be fascinating to see what happens in those six weeks. Um, also, real quick before we move on, um, I did want to make a mention about Arsenal. Um, I, I agree with everything you said. I do think it is a damn shame that we're not gonna get them playing city before the World Cup. Yeah, um, I agree. We were supposed to, again, that got postponed because of uh, that was going to be a midweek match, and then Arsenal had right. to make up a Euro League match uh, when it was, and that was the only time it could be played because <laughs> compressed schedules. Um, mm. So I, I am I'm a little disappointed because I think that would be like the the big test, like is Arsenal really here, or or are they still just that one step behind City? Um, and unfortunately, we're going to have to wait a while before we get to the answer to that. So either way. Uh, We will march on. Again, only two match weeks left before the World Cup. And this match week goes like this. Uh, At 11 a.m. on Saturday, four matches. uh, Leeds, Bournemouth, City, Fulham, Nottingham Forest, Brentford, Wolves, Brighton. And then at 1.30, it's Everton versus Leicester. On Sunday, your other five matches come in. At 7 a.m., it's Chelsea versus Arsenal. So this will be a a test for Arsenal as they, they hit a London derby at Stamford Bridge. Uh, at 9 a.m. you get Villa versus United, Southampton versus Newcastle, West Ham versus Palace, and, and first edition of this season's AFA podcast derby as Tottenham do take on Liverpool um, at 11.30 a.m. at still yet to be named Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. So Someday. Uh,
0: someday there will be a name.
1: <laughs> one day. One day. One oh, day.
0: Goodness. Yeah.
1: So we'll see uh, how that week goes. And again, then there'll be just one more week before the world cup kicks in. Uh, take a quick look at the table. Arsenal do still sit on top by two points over city Tottenham currently in third Newcastle in fourth United in fifth Chelsea in sixth, And right now Fulham in seventh place and the table at the bottom of your heart, though, the relegation zone, Southampton Villa and Leeds, all on 12 points sitting just outside of it. Leicester currently back in there in 18th. Then it's Wolves and Nottingham Forest. But again, only three points separate, last place and safety. So still mm-hmm. plenty of time for teams to make it on out. Um, we'll see how that goes. Um, quick update on the League Cup, because again, that is, that is you know, a thing. And got to keep playing matches next week. And it's what
0: really matters, as we well know.
1: Oh, cups! Cups are the only thing that matters. Um, we got uh, so on the eighth we have Leicester versus Newport County, Bournemouth, Everton, Burnley, Crawley Town, Bristol City, Lincoln City, Stevenage, Charlton, uh, M.K. Dons versus Murakambe, uh, Brentford versus Gillingham, West Ham versus Blackburn, Forest versus Spurs, Newcastle versus Palace, Southampton versus Sheffield Wednesday, Arsenal versus Brighton. Wolves versus Leeds, Liverpool versus Derby, Man City uh-huh. versus Chelsea, and United versus Villa. So those matches will be taking place on the eighth, 9th, and tenth next week. Go check it out or don't. It's uh... all right. Let's get to the big stuff. Getting the the big stuff here. It's the Champions League. It was the one the that big matters. One. There you go. <laughs> um. We had, of course, a big week with many twists and turns throughout as the group stage came to a close. Let's quickly go through them all. Group A, Napoli, they're through. Liverpool, they're through as well. Um, Napoli will go through as group winners due to -to head-to-head goal difference. Um, Mm -hmm. Despite Liverpool getting the 2-0 win against them this week, it was not enough. Ah, uh, one more goal would have sent it to another tiebreaker. I don't know if it would have been good enough, but it would have been, it would have been another tiebreaker scenario. Uh, but Napoli do advance as the one, Liverpool the two, Ajax the three after they beat Rangers three one. Rangers out of Europe. Uh, over in Group B, the shock of the group as Club Bruges did literally everything they could to <laughs> knock Atletico Madrid completely out of Europe. First. They let Porto score about 800 goals last week so that Atletico couldn't catch them. Then this week, they draw uh, with Bear Leverkusen as Porto beats Madrid. The point is the difference there. Leverkusen finishes third due to the head-to-head against Atletico. Mm -hmm. So Porto ends up winning the group. Bruges finishes second. Bear Leverkusen is headed to Europa. Atletico fucking Madrid is good. Gone, they are gone. In the words of Hawk Harrison, he gone. He'll grab some bench. Oh my goodness, we'll be we'll be talking about that, I believe. Group C oh, they, um, fuck them. <laughs> I uh, agreed. Uh group C a little more cut and dry. Um, as uh Baron Munich went ran a perfect group after their 2-0 win over Enter. Uh Barcelona do close the group with a 4-2 win over uh Victoria Pilsen. But unfortunately, that was only enough to get them to Europa. So, Bayern 1, Inter 2, Barcelona 3, and Victoria, they're gone. Uh, speaking of late, 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 late winners, Tottenham, 95th-minute winner, Pierre-Emil Hoyberg, the little cement mixer that could. He wins it for Tottenham against the villains and second-rate Arsenal team that was Marseille. 2-1 is the victory there for Spurs. And uh, combined with Frankfurt beating Sporting 2-1, Spurs win the group. Frankfurt finishes second. Sporting finished third. And Marseille are heading out of Europe on the heels of their defeat to Spurs. In Group E, Chelsea win the group after beating Zagreb 2-1 in their final match. Uh, AC Milan finish second uh, after pounding Salzburg 4-0 in a deciding match there. Salzburg will still finish third and head to Europa. Dynamo Zagreb, they're gone. Group F was close, but Real Madrid do pull it off uh, with a 5-1 win over Celtic. Leipzig kept pace with a 4-0 victory over Shakhtar, but Leipzig finished one point back in second place. So Madrid, Leipzig, they're both going through. Madrid is the group winners. Shakhtar goes to Europa. Celtic, they gone. Um Over in Group G, City had a... A little bit of a nervy run here to end the group stage. Nil-nil draws, and then we're down 1-0 to Sevilla before scoring three second-half goals to win 3-1 over them. Uh, Dortmund draws Copenhagen 1-1 in their final match, uh, which means Dortmund do go through. As a second-place team, City win the group. Sevilla end up finishing second because Copenhagen could not find the win there, so Copenhagen are out of Europe. And finally, in Group H, a little bit of a surprise here. Benfica, with their 6-1 win over Maccabi Haifa, wins the group. PSG win 2-1 over Juventus, but it's not enough. The tiebreaker there was overall goal difference and overall goals scored. Then they had to go to away goals. Benfica, with their nine away goals in the group stage, win the group. So they win the group. PSG finished second. Juventus, due to overall goal difference, finished third. They'll head to Europa. Maccabi Haifa, they're out of Europe. So that is the way things shake out, Wes. Again, you know, we were already setting up last week, you know, potentially three Spanish teams heading to Europa and, you know, another couple other big names like Ajax, like Juventus joining them. Um, But man, Atletico falling completely. Out of Europe what what an absolute shit show for Spain one team through two to Europa one completely out whereas England has three group winners and a fourth one that tied for the group uh, for the group lead and just barely finished the second.
0: Oh Spain you know they're just a farmer's league as we all know. Um, Atlético, great job had the highest paid manager in the world to really lead his team where he needed to. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Diego Simeon's a great manager, has been for a long time, but damn it, man. You know, you, you talk about a team that I think needs a change of scenery. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, long may he reign. I don't give a shit. Yeah. yeah, I don't like how they played Luis the
2: Suarez. So. <laughs> um. Hmm. I mean Europe as usual man Europe's off the hook. Um Liverpool. That PSG
0: one was big. Yeah. That PSG Benfica is big because now Ooh. god especially depending on what that draw is on Monday. <laughs> I mean, they have turned around. God, they could get. I mean, they could get Ray out or Bayern on Monday.
1: Yes, they could. They could get City.
0: Yeah, shit. Yeah, they could. I mean, we could have a freaking super matchup in the in the round of sixteen. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I'm truly looking for that because I'd love to see PSG go ahead and get knocked out early. Um, go ahead and basically end Messi's European career (laughs) (laughs) oh man just go ahead and continue to lead to the dissolution of that team and they'll just be stuck with Neymar forever because they'll ever take Neymar off their books um yeah that was a big one uh Liverpool beating Napoli that was nice for Liverpool didn't really matter at the end of the day Um, Right. It was somewhat of a depleted Napoli team, but still hey, going and getting a win, especially over a big time team that's great um yeah, I mean, no other real shocks out of the group um, yeah, definitely the big one was Atletico not making it in, but uh mm-hmm. I mean, I'm personally you know me man i'm I'm ready, I'm ready for. You. To get back, because I told you it's the big one that matters this year, uh, at least for two more matches. <laughs> there you go. We'll see how I feel. Like try that.
2: Absolutely,
1: and, uh, and as we take a look at draw, I'm sorry. Go ahead.
0: Oh no, 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 no! I'm saying as as for right now, shit. Yeah, boy.
1: Yeah, boy. Um, as we take a look at that that draw for the round of sixteen. Again, four English teams through, three as group winners. Uh, three, four German teams do, uh, go, go through. Uh, only one won their group, Bayern Munich, but uh, Frankfurt, Leipzig, and Dortmund all do go through as second-place teams. Uh, two Portuguese sides won their group, Porto and Benfica. Uh, three Italian teams will go through in uh, Napoli as a winner and then Inter and in AC Milan as uh, runners-up. Uh, and then, yeah, Spain sending as many teams to the knockout round as France and Belgium. That's, uh, that's a sentence I didn't think I'd say anytime soon, but here we are. So, yeah, Madrid goes through, Bruges goes through, PSG goes through. Now, again, when they do the draw, uh, it is group winners against group runners-up. Um, it is this they will only be drawing the round of 16, they will not be drawing the rest of the bracket. And winners cannot be matched up with a team from their group, and they cannot be matched up in the round of 16 with a team from their region. So, Spurs cannot, uh, Liverpool cannot draw, I guess, is the better way to say it. Mm-hmm. Liverpool cannot be drawn against Tottenham, Chelsea, or City. So, it'll either be Benfica or, or Napoli, yes, or Napoli. That's correct, right. Uh so they can only they only have four options It will either be Porto, mm-hmm. Bayern, Real Madrid or Benfica. Um three of those I think could be quite tough. Um Porto I
0: don't know. Oh, Benfica looked yeah, really good. You know, we yeah. I I hate to say, it, you know, I am I'm, I'm not going to discount anybody, but man, we've owned the damn Portuguese team since Klaus That's been there. True. That is, I mean, true. we have owned the Portuguese team, so um, I'm I'm obviously rooting pretty hard to <laughs> kill one of those two. Oh, of course, of course,
1: yeah. Um, yeah, so I think the biggest thing is I mean, it, you kind of mentioned already, PSG can be drawn against literally any team except for Benfica. So they can be drawn against any of the three English teams in Spurs, Chelsea or City. They can be drawn against Madrid, who they lost to last year uh, in the knockouts. They can be drawn against bern They can be drawn against Porto or Napoli. It is all on the table for them. Um, I think I think there are definitely maybe a few quote unquote, pretenders in the knockout stage. You know, I don't necessarily know how good Bruges are going to be. um and again, maybe maybe Porto a little eh. Uh, along with Benfica. But I think there's a lot of very good teams in this knockout mm-hmm. stage. I think there's a lot of potentially amazing round of 16 matchups that we could be looking at here. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's it's going to be a gauntlet this year, I think, to get to the finals. So we'll see as the teams begin to make their way to Istanbul in uh, in June 10th. We'll see how that goes. But again, We are done with Champions League, unfortunately, until uh,
2: mid-February. So, no. So gross. So gross. So hope
1: you enjoyed this sprint through the group stage, because now you're going to have a very long wait until the knockout stage. Um, Just a quick note, uh, as we sit right now, um, the race for golden boot, uh, for, for the Champions League has basically already become a two-person race uh, between Mo Salah and Mbappe, uh, both on ten goals. The next closest are at five, and that's uh Holland, Terimi from Porto, and Lewandowski over at Barcelona. But he ain't scoring any more goals in the Champions League this year, so he's gone. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens with these. Uh, very, very exciting. I, I, I'm curious, Wes. Aside from Liverpool, Thank you. what would be your absolute most dank, amazing round of sixteen draw you could see?
0: Um, I think it would be. I think City PSG would be amazing. Um one last time, possibly Pep versus um uh, Messi. Ooh. Um and and just and then when you just take the history behind those two in Europe, especially mm-hmm. recently, where both of these you know, I mean, you get those two together when you A, you've got the nation states against each other, you've got all the oil money, you've got the two most expensive uh teams in the world. Um, you've got superstars all over the pitch. Um, yeah, I mean that's always that's always big time. And not only that, but then you have the specter that you're guaranteed that one of them um, are about oh, to yeah. just get completely torn down by the media. Mm like so, you know it's just one of them's got to lose so it's it's ending badly for somebody um and they they're, they're going to continue they're going to be the first ones to get talked about being the chokers who can't get it done at the big time so I uh, always cool. enjoy always enjoy that against him so
1: mm-hmm. interesting interesting i like it i like it we'll see we'll see what happens um going to be an interesting draw and that will be i believe next monday um right so right we'll this be able, will be Monday.
0: Yeah.
1: yep we'll be able to talk about that uh on next week's podcast um as we hit the news and notes uh speaking of la liga uh just want to really quickly mention uh dermot corrigan wrote an article uh la liga's champions league decline must prompt serious soul searching Um, discussing again what happened against uh, for Atletico Madrid getting knocked out completely, Barcelona going out, uh, Sevilla also going out into Europe, uh, or sorry, going to Europa, um, and only Real Madrid going through. Um, And and mostly, I just wanted to mention this article, just for me, I I want to take a second here to play the world's tiniest fiddle for La Liga. Oh no. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry you did so many self-inflicted terrible things. <laughs> Ma, I'm so sorry for you. Terrible. 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 So, oh, absolutely terrible. Could, couldn't happen to a better group of people. So, just, love it. Oh, I love it. I love seeing the league I go down the toilet. It's fun. It's really fun. That's all. I didn't. I didn't really want to discuss it unless you had thoughts. But yeah, I just. I thought this. Well, I just thought this was you, hilarious.
0: You you enjoyed telling everyone how fun it was. I was just letting you get all the fun out of that that you could did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So much fun. So much fun. I. I um. I, yeah. I mean. Yeah. The Champions League. Honestly, we get to this point every year, and it's always like, shit. This is gonna be good. Shit. This is gonna be good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and the round of sixteen is always a fun one because they draw it, and then we had to wait for it yeah and and, usually let's get not yet twisted usually it's still a couple of months that we have to wait
1: yeah it would still be like early to mid-december that the group
2: stage would yeah
0: so still two months and we still yeah we still wouldn't go back so instead now we just get three months but jesus christ um so i mean there are some teams that uh with the january window are gonna be very retooled hopefully liverpool being one of them um man, you know, we always always enjoy that buildup. And no matter what you think, no matter how smart you think you are, how well you know football, and, um, you know, there's always going to be an upset or two. Mm -hmm. It's always going to be one of those teams going through. Interesting to see who it is this year. You know, will it be a Bruges? Will it be one of the Portuguese clubs? Um, Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to it as well.
1: Yeah, we'll see. Uh, that's gonna be a fascinating draw, and uh, again, only only one Spanish side will be a part of that draw. Um, uh, not oh, God. This this is gonna just feel like an absolutely gloating news and notes section, and I, I didn't mean for it to. Be, here we are. Um, it happens. Uh, this from Amity Winehouse uh, earlier this weekend. Uh, Paul Pogba will miss the World Cup through injury, according to his agent. Um, Pogba has not made a competitive appearance for Juventus since returning as a free agent over the summer uh, he had returned to training with the Serie a side last week but has suffered another injury so in all seriousness I know we do you know make a lot of fun of Paul Pogba on this podcast a whole lot of fun and we enjoy doing it mm-hmm. um, but he was certainly I think a very different player on those French teams Um, and as one of the teams that you think maybe could repeat as World Cup champions as we head to the weird wide world of Qatar in, in a couple of weeks. Um, this is actually, I think, a, a quite a big blow uh, to, to France because if they could have had a rested and rounding into form Pogba coming into the World Cup, that could have been a big boost for that team. But uh, unfortunately, they will not be uh, having his, uh, his prowess in the midfield this time, Wes.
0: Yes, I mean, poor France. You know, what are they going to do without Pogba uh, bringing the dances and the colored hair? And the um,
1: he you, was you know, pretty that... good for them,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it is actually a loss for uh, for France. They, they've got some interesting injuries going into this tournament, some big guys, uh, Angola Conte, wow. yeah, Pogba. Um, you know there there's a there's a handful of guys who are uh, are having some issues there in Old François. so yeah you yeah, we'll see how that's going to work out for for them but uh yeah losing pogba's tough um oh, there's a few defenders are losing that are already out it's um yeah it's it's definitely going to be an interesting uh interesting Running going forward, um, I am not an overall believer in France. I think they've got too many key injuries, mm-hmm. but um, we're going
2: to see what happens. Yeah,
1: it's uh, it's going to be interesting again. One of the you would think odds-on front runners maybe about a year ago um, to come and win the title, and now again with the, with the injuries to Pogba and Conte, two two really big players mm-hmm. in their midfield there. That is that is gonna be quite tough. Uh, all of a sudden and you know already, you know, before the squabbling Mbappe isn't happy and well, I mean not that he ever is, but you yeah, know, it's that that French team what where is France real quick, I'm sorry. I I, mm-hmm. I this is this is a complete tangent. Where France what is, group Europe. is France in? Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Thank
0: France, you. Is, France is in Europe, eh? Hey, thank you uh,
1: for that. I'm trying to figure welcome. out what group uh, are they in?
0: I do what I can, you know, Ed. When I uh, when when I'm able to. Let's see. Like okay, to... they're
1: in a group with Australia, Peru, and Denmark.
0: They still get yeah. through there. They they get. Yeah. Through. Oh yeah yeah yeah. They're getting yeah. through. So once you hit that uh, final sixteen. Yeah. I was thinking know. maybe if... which which English clubs are going to be standing and. Oh, wait, there's a lot to,
1: I'm sorry. That was, that was, uh, the 2018 world cup that I was looking at. Oh no. Oh no. Why won't you give me a 2022 draw?
0: Well, 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 what are you looking at? Um, I'm looking at, uh,
2: France, Australia, Denmark, Tunisia. Wait, are they really having like essentially.
1: Holy shit. Okay, what group are they, what letter group are they in?
0: Uh, group D is in, damn it.
1: Okay, so in 2018, they were in Group C uh-huh. with Australia, Peru, and Denmark.
0: Oh, uh, I gotcha. So they've essentially yeah. just changed one team in four years. That's the fucking French. Yeah, it's Tunisia now. Okay. All right. Tunisia.
2: Uh,
1: oh, no. they Yeah, they, they still get through. I mean, that, the Tunis- Tunisia just makes it worse, mm-hmm. I think. Um, yeah. yeah, they'll get through.
0: Be yeah, you don't want to play. You don't want to play Peru, especially at uh, at altitude.
1: Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, Qatar very close to sea level. <laughs> uh yes,
0: yes, yes. Probably built out of the sea. So. Oh man. Any, any nope.
1: Uh got a couple here. Final stories as, as we as we've liked to do in the past couple of weeks. Um, hey, Qatar's coming up, guys. Here's some great articles about that. Um, First one on The Athletic from Jacob Whitehead. Uh, This sounds like great. Uh, Selected World Cup fans to receive free tickets and hotels in return for positive social media comments. Oh, boy. The Supreme Committee for Delivery and Legacy, which sounds super normal, who are organizing this month's World Cup in Qatar, confirmed they had nominated a small selection of fans to join us as our guests. Uh, in return, those supporters were asked to agree to a code of conduct which asked them to flag any offensive, degrading, or abusive comments on social media, as well as post positively themselves. Um, it also says fans should incorporate uh, Supreme Committee content into their posts and support the World Cup by liking and resharing posts about the World Cup. However, <laughs> however... It does remind members they are not a mouthpiece for Qatar and should be open about their position. Though we will not appropriate for them to disparage the competition. Oh, so ah,
2: so there you go.
1: It's definitely <sighs> everything positive there.
2: Ah, uh, I. Oh my God. <laughs>
0: just give it up man that's all you can do nowadays
2: but we're not
1: done
0: no, because now no, we're never done David
1: we're heading over to awfulannouncing.com with Andrew Buckles for another article report links guitar to fifa hacking and XCA operatives firm an effort to gain 2022 world cup predictive intelligence so um uh on wednesday it came to light a uh, detailed report from switzerland's srf news saying that Qatar hired this XCIA operative, Kevin Chalker's global risk advisors firm for predictive intelligence on FIFA officials who would try to move the World Cup from the country with their predictive intelligence efforts allegedly including computer hacking through intermediaries. Tariq Panja of the New York Times shared the English language version of the report on Wednesday. Oh, so
2: that's, that's great. That's 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 good um so they
1: they paid for for people to be hacked to influence the world
2: cup that's great this is yeah this is great sure sure
0: sure 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 um yeah i'm just I'm just concurring with you ed in the in the most sarcastic uh undeniably uh, way I can agree with you sure
2: i just I, I, look I
1: will go ahead and say it look, no country is it. perfect
2: say it they agree
1: America has its issues England has its issues France has its issues um every brazil has had its issues when it was hosted in 2014 every every host country will have issues mm-hmm. Qatar's issues have seemed to go so fucking deep, and so many i oh god yeah. I, oh man
0: and, and the thing is it, it's it's the issues that were brought up ten years yeah. ago. It's like well, you don't have savings. oh. Don't worry about it. It's all these things we were told. Oh, don't worry about it. We got this. This will be easy. Oh, we're, and we're just going to have the greatest shit you've ever seen. Da da da. Because we're so wonderful. And they get there. It's like, oh shit, they don't have any of this stuff. And they now don't even have like the basic crap you need to host this tournament.
1: Uh, it's like everybody was saying this would happen five, six, seven, eight years ago, and well, now that if it's you ha- said
0: it. But if you said it, you were a horrible xenophobe, don't forget that. You were a xenophobe if you said this about them.
1: Oh, yeah. And now, and now, which is, which is why I preface this whole thing with every country has its issues. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. but, but now, everybody, there's a lot of people with surprised Pikachu faces that this is all coming out like, no shit. We knew, guys. These
0: are, these are two guys right here, folks, who, hey, it's in the tag of our show. We have no real connection to European oh. soccer other than the fact that we like to watch it. Mm-hmm. And we've been telling you this. This is episode 437, folks. Since we've been talking about the Qatar World Cup, we've been telling you this is not going to be good. Nope.
2: Not at all. And we've been talking about it for a long time. Uh... And I think
0: I'm going to go after, um, after I win my $1.2 billion tonight in Powerball.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Oh, yeah, it's only in four minutes, so we'll find out.
0: Well, if I suddenly disappear in five, you you'll know why I don't know. I guess so. I kid. Oh, I, I, kid. I,
1: I, know you, I know you'd at least finish the podcast out.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. I, I, I'm a pro and I got chops. Hell, he's got I'll chops. tell you one day, Randy Randallson's ass wouldn't be going to Westland on Saturday. Tell <laughs> <laughs> you what.
1: Oh man, well I hope for Randy Randelson sake that mm. he doesn't have to. Please, um, by all means. Uh that is gonna do it for our uh our uh, news and notes, but now we get to pimp the athletic. So Wes, what you been reading in the uh the athletic this week?
0: Man, I'm gonna tell you a lot of the athletic for me this week has just been like kind of the weekly stuff. Um mm-hmm. We are so right in the middle of college football right now. Oh yeah, it's magnificent. Um, so you know, not not a lot of like the the cool really features that we usually get. Um, but one one that stuck out to me today. Speaking of the college football, um, if you don't know, this weekend there's kind of a a big football game going on. Oh, okay. uh, Tennessee heading to Georgia hmm. uh, after the after the BC after not BCS, buddy. I'm just aged myself, didn't I? Um, after the uh, first playoff rankings came out, mm-hmm. Tennessee's ranked number one. Uh, Georgia's ranked number three. Um, This is the first time ever there's been uh, two top five teams playing each other in Sanford Stadium, which is down in Athens, Georgia. So um, it's a a big one. It's a big one. Um, And one article put out this week that really caught my Tennessee's offense in the eyes of those who run it and try to defend it. Quote, it's hell to stop. Mm. Folks, if you have watched University of Tennessee this year, you get out of breath watching them play offense because they go so fast. They're running to the line. Everything's coming from the sideline. Um, a lineman puked on the field against Alabama. Oof. It was, it, it's magnificent. It is a hellified offense to watch. Um, and basically, it's hell to stop is a great – I mean, that's all you can say for it. I think you're going to have an absolutely fantastic football game on Saturday. There is a lot of stuff written on both sides this week about that game. If you want to preview it, folks, there's so much good college football right now. Check it out because if you're here in the US and A, you know Premier League's over by about one or two. Mm-hmm. God, Lee, Go watch some college football, man. It's going to be awesome. But that—that's my athlete. That's my one story really to point out this week. Mm-hmm. But there is a lot of really good stuff on the athlete this week, especially uh, in the build up to that football game.
1: Well, dang. Well, dang. Um, yeah, uh, I have a couple stories. Uh, one, because I can't get enough of it. Uh, Tevez versus Perez in the sports law talk that cast Super League shadow over Spanish football. Just uh, that's Super League. It's never, never really going to go away. And it'll always be. The carrot just out of reach for Spain to become financially solvent again. I love it. Um, this one, oh, this was an interesting one. Uh, this by Iman Brennan and Brian Bennett, uh, the NCAA basketball writers over at The Athletic. Iman uh, does uh, a weekly during the season bubble watch article uh, where he starts previewing what teams are locked for the tournament and what teams uh, still have work to do to get into the dance. Uh, and Brian Bennett uh, tries to just predict what the bracket will look like uh, each week throughout the season. Um, so they got together and did an article: um, What would an 80-team, or 96, or 128 NCAA tournament look like? Hint: It's not pretty. Um, and man, if you if you want to just really fear for the future of the NCAA basketball tournament, uh, just just go read this article. And and just imagine what happens if it gets to any of those numbers. Oh man, would it suck? Like it would really, really suck. Um,
0: oh, killing the golden goose. Oh, absolutely. Ab, friggin' because because whatever you think of it, that is the best tournament in sports. It's perfect. It's
1: actually perfect. The only the only uh, adjustment I would say they should make is. The first four matchups, and and this is not an original thought. I'm not claiming this is an original no. thought. but the first four matchups should only be uh, for the last teams in the last at-large teams mm-hmm. in uh, the right. the 16 seeds, the automatic seeds. No, you you get you just get straight in. You're you're oh, in yeah. the field. Uh, the the 11s and 12 seeds. You're who you have to play your way in to officially. You, you
0: w- to me, you you win your tourney, which all those 16 seeds they won their tournament to get in. Oh, yeah. Man, don't don't screw those guys. No, let them go play their Dukes, North Carolinas, Kansases, and Kentuckys. And if yeah. they take that L, they take that L. But hey, we've seen at least one who didn't take that L. Oh yeah, and I mean that's that's a moment,
1: man. You you say oh, yeah. you played against North Carolina, you played against Kansas <laughs> in the NCAA tournament.
0: Right.
1: That's that's great, man. What what, what
0: good is it? What good is it for Norfolk State to turn around and play like uh, some saint? St. Chester's of Cheetos. I don't know. Whatever. You <laughs> amazing.
1: Know. Yes,
2: that's amazing. I yeah. love it.
0: Yeah, totally. I mean, you know, they, they
2: shouldn't know. Let Norfolk State go play Kansas,
0: and let St. Chester's of Cheetos go play North Carolina. So,
1: love it. I absolutely love it, and I it. just agree. listen to us I, I,
0: NCAA. Jesus Christ. We're,
1: we're, By the we're, way, we're, the
0: Phillies have been no hit through eight.
1: Oh, I didn't even realize that I have the stream up, but I didn't. Uh, I think maybe because I mm-hmm. haven't muted, I didn't realize. Like I knew they were still being shut out, but mm-hmm. I didn't realize it was an actual no-no going on. No, hit the
0: right. on. Yep.
1: Well then. Well then.
0: Mm-hmm. It's yeah. into the eighth, so we're heading to the ninth.
1: Oh wow, you're way ahead of me then. Oh shoot, I need to. I need to catch up here.
0: Well, excuse me.
1: <laughs> That's fine. I was. I I I think it was just the stream was way behind. That's fine. Uh, I'm on. Currently, I'm seeing one out in the uh in the bottom of the eighth, and it's an O two count. So, all right. Well, this is, we're back to the good old days of Edward being way far behind in the
0: stream, and us us giving you live updates of a game that happened two days ago that you're hearing. So I love
1: it. I love it. Um. So yeah. Just again. And the, when they list the teams that would get into these 96 and 128 team tournaments, it, it makes you want to throw up just, there's nothing else. It's just absolute vomitorium. So
0: NC hooray. state does not belong in that tournament. Obviously. No, no,
1: no, no. they don't even get in at 128. Um, all right. Uh, so Wes, that's going to bring us now to the watch for what you watching
0: in the week that was, or the week that will be. Uh, this week, it was kind of a grab bag of things that have been seen and are still being worked on. Um, so, on Saturday night, Saturday mm-hmm. night, uh, we took my daughter and her little friend. We went to the drive-in movie, Ed. Mm-hmm. You know, at Halloween. At the drive-in. Um... <clears throat> you know, Halloween weekend and uh we saw Beetlejuice on the big screen, Ed. Beetlejuice.
1: Ooh. Beetlejuice.
0: Uh they it was actually it was a double feature. I'll give them a little props. The Raleigh Road Outdoor Theater in Henderson, North Carolina. Lovely, lovely little place. Um and you and uh, one named technical producer Jack A might even want to check it out sometime if you find a movie you want to see. Mm. Uh, it was a double feature. Ed, the second movie was Black Adam. We uh, oh. we didn't we didn't stick around for the double mm. feature. Yeah, yeah, Rocky, Rocky. Rocky. <sighs> I still love it. I still love you, Rock. You're still my dude. Don't you ever forget you're still my dude. Uh, But anyway, man, Beetlejuice. God, Beetlejuice is still great after all these years. Um, Every time I see it, man, Michael Keaton is just more and more brilliant literally every time I see that movie. Um, Like, late 80s Michael Keaton, just Mm -hmm. so freaking top shelf good. He's so freaking good. Um. On Halloween night we watched two episodes of uh America's uh, favorite former serial killer the Dahmer. Ah yes. Um yes I was I was extremely impressed to see uh pictures on Facebook of people who dress their kids up as Dahmer for Halloween. That's
1: that's really weird. That's
0: that's that's fucked, is what that is. That's fucked. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's we fair. we 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 don't do that, people. We you know dress them up. You want to dress them up as Jason or Freddy or Leatherface, you know something like mm-hmm. that. I get it because those are fictional characters. Mm-hmm. Jeffrey Dahmer killed multiple people in in, in real life. Yes. So just just because Evan Peters plays him and does an amazing job um, do, does it mean that we start to, uh, you know, yep. uh, become fans of this man? He's a, he was a horrible, horrible human being. Pretty fucked up. So, uh um, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, you're pretty sick, chubs. Yeah. Pretty sick, chubs. And don't, don't dress your kids up as Dahmer as, as my wife said, so, so does this mean a Hitler costumes back on the table? I said, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. So, um, Yes, anyway. Um, other than that, man, just continuing to work on uh, on Bob's burgers and a few more episodes of Dahmer Left in the tank. Um it's getting that time of year in, as as we know, um uh the 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 daylight savings is coming up this weekend, so it's gonna be getting dark early now. So we might finally be slowing down here at the old Bradshaw household and might might actually start to watch a few more little things. Oh, uh, you know, we, we've got daylight, man. It's it's hard to turn down daylight when you've got it. and You've got a thousand things that need to be done. Oh, yeah. So, uh, But man, when it's dark, when it gets dark, we start watching some shit. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to seeing what the uh, what the winter months bring for us.
1: Excellent, excellent. You love to hear it. You love
0: <laughs> to hear it. <laughs> um.
1: So I I'm to think what day did I watch this? What day did I watch this? I think I watched this on Thursday. Maybe last Thursday. Um. Maybe even last Wednesday. Um. No, I think it was last Thursday. Yeah, it was last Thursday. I watched on YouTube. Um, because it had suggested me a few videos of this person, and I was just like, all right, fine, I will watch their entire special. So actually, the special is on Netflix. It might also be on YouTube, though. Uh, I watched a special from the wonderful uh former parks and recreation uh guest appearer, <gasps> Bo Burnham. <clears throat> I had uh I had I'd constantly seen him like thrown up on my recommendations on YouTube and I never really checked him out and I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll 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 watch one video.
2: Watch Here we
1: one go. video. And That's then fine. I just watched some more. And I watched oh, some yeah. more. And then I watched some more. And I was like, oh oh this guy's kinda funny. This guy, this guy's pretty funny, I reckon. A comedian, so,
0: huh? A real comedian was he. Un-
1: a real life comedian. It's it's bonkers. It's actual straight bonks. Um, so yeah, I I watched a couple of his videos and again watched the entire special. Um man, that uh that made me feel away. Um, and then I I because like I actually had to look up like afterwards. I was like, did did anything happen to him? Oh, he like suffered massive anxiety and like depression for multiple years and stopped performing. Oh yeah. No, that totally checks out. I can mm. absolutely see it happening live on stage. Maybe slightly uncomfortable actually. Ooh. Um, it's, and it doesn't really, you don't really get the sense of it until the very last song he does, which is still hilarious. Um, and he does a lot of songs for those of you who haven't seen Bo Burnham. He does a lot of, uh, comedy songs and and really really does a lot of cool things in his performance it's really re- interesting to watch his special but man that uh that last song he does which is like a complete parody on kanye which is a little weird to watch here in 2022 but still you know oh, I, I, I get it um, you you really start to get the sense that oh this was someone who actually was really, you know, feeling pressured to um, keep performing and, and living up to those expectations because this he apparently got his start on YouTube when YouTube was like barely a thing, just like doing dumb videos and songs and stuff and like just shot like had this meteoric rise. And and then like eight or nine years later, the special came out and then he didn't do anything until last year. I think he did a special uh for for Netflix done entirely within his own house. Um mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah. Interesting, interesting dude. Again, he did make an appearance on Parks and Rec as um as a country singer, Chip McCaffrey, I think his name was. <laughs> uh if you remember the episode uh where they were trying to get him to come sing at the uh, at the Pawnee music festival. Um, he was
0: somebody's cousin, wasn't he?
1: Uh, I don't. Maybe. Uh, he was maybe someone's cousin. Um, but Andy and Leslie try to go get him and he's just like a complete asshole to them. Um, Oh, oh, it's also the episode where Leslie finds out she's pregnant. Um, but yeah, uh, let me, let me see if I can, uh, pull, pull up the chip McCaffrey. It's, it it he it, it actually it's funny because he actually does a song like this stupid like country song in it uh during during the show and he actually does like an even dumber country song in his live performance. That's really good. Um let me see if I can find his Oh Chip McCap was his name. Um I will uh I will share this with you now, Wes Bradshaw. Um,
2: Wes Bradshaw, there we go. Oh, uh, yes, yep. So yeah, I I knew I knew
1: him from that, but I never watched one of his specials. So really, really interesting stuff. Go watch it. It's free on Netflix. It's free on YouTube. Go check it out. Um, that's gonna do it for the watch four. That's gonna do it for episode four thirty seven here on the AFA podcast. Um, thanks to all our podcast providers including Anchor, which is powered by Spotify, Stitcher, Spreaker, the iHeartRadio app, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. And uh, as well as uh, anywhere else you get your podcast, <laughs> um, yeah. We'll uh, be me. back next week. Oh, you're fine. Uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, to do more, uh, amazing, amazing stuff here on the pod. But until we come back, uh, before we get out of here, Wes, anything else you wanted to add?
0: Uh, high school football season. Has come to an end, at least for oh, the yeah. game of the week. It has. Um, we uh, we still have the playoffs. Playoffs, playoffs? kicking off. Uh, Northern Nash, the number one seed in the East. Craziness. Uh, Rocky Mount got the number thirteen in the East. Tarbor is the number one seed. Go figure. Um, yeah. So uh, looking looking forward to some some high school football. They've dropped the A double A, so now it's like a 32 team oh, yeah. playoff. Uh well, uh, it's a 64 team because it's 32 on each side of the bracket. So mm. an extra round. Um yeah. yeah. So here we go. Get ready to do that. Uh folks, there is a rumor floating around mm. that Saturday is going to be the final appearance at North Carolina Wesley mm. University of Randy Randelson not rando oh yeah apparently rando said um you know he's he's ready to to blow this popsicle stand uh he when i asked him he he started quoting me bon jovi lyrics he said he's a cowboy on a steel horse he rides he's wanted dead or alive Hmm. um rando rando may have been doing a little peyote at the moment so Hmm. yeah that makes sense Can't really yeah, that that does make sense with Rando. Um, <laughs> I can't really confirm anything he said to me. But, uh, yeah, it looks like it may be his final appearance at North Carolina Wesleyan, uh, who apparently this week have built a press box. Wow. Amazing. What timing? Just for, just for Rando. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: so um, I guess he'll check it out once and then uh, forever walk away. So, um, yeah, good old Rando. Folks, now West Bradshaw's still gonna continue doing the game of the week. Don't you worry about that. Oh, you know. My stuff and Randy Randallson, we're we're closely connected. So mm-hmm. uh you know, he's gotta he he's gotta go his own way. He is he's his own man. Uh he's a free spirit. He'll do his thing. But I folks will continue to bring the finest of Nash Edgecombe and Wilson County high school sports for the foreseeable future. So uh Yay, football. And as I said earlier, Georgia, Tennessee, Bama, LSU this weekend. I mean, I'm smoking a brisket. We're going to have some beers and have some nachos. What else the hell do you need, man? That's a hell of a
2: Saturday. Amazing. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Brisket, <sighs> nachos, and beer cheese, you know.
1: Sounds like a fun plan to me. That is going to do it then for this edition of the AFA podcast for my calling crime West Bradshaw. I'm Edward Green. Thanks so much for joining us here this week. And until next time, stay safe and enjoy the football.
0: And good night to all those poor, poor injured fellows who aren't going to the world cup now um, guys sleep tight. Trust me. I know this sucks, but there's got to be a silver lining in there somewhere for you.
1: Man, I feel I feel so bad if Sonny can't play at the World Cup after that brutal injury he suffered this week.
0: heard he's done for a little off.
1: Yeah, his his face got pretty fucked up.